the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Findlay points out that even though King Darius was tricked into ordering a deadly punishment for Daniel, the king was really rooting for the prophet and his God to win. They brought Daniel and cast him into a den of lions. But the king spake, saying to Daniel, Your God, who you serve continually, he will deliver you. Even the king knew in the power of God. Even the king knew that God could work a miracle. If we live in obedience to God, there will likely be somebody who doesn't like us, uh, maybe rooted in their own failures and shortcomings. And this resentment is sometimes aimed toward those in positions of authority, such as uh, Daniel, the Jewish prophet. Uh, Daniel distinguished himself, exercising his leadership with integrity, living morally, and remaining faithful to the living God. Sadly, feelings of jealousy and envy against such trustworthiness, godly people can send us down a dark path that we never expected to travel. Well, more on that is next. The dangers of letting sin take over our heart. Here on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. Our teacher is Pastor Mark Findlay. His ministry experience includes being a pastor, an author, radio and television speaker, and serving currently as the Associate Director of Hope Lives 365. Today, Pastor Mark is sharing the second of a six-part series on unsealing the secrets of Daniel in the Old Testament, specifically right now looking at how we can have confidence in a crisis. Now, Daniel, this man of faith, had devoted himself to honoring God and to serving with excellence and integrity in whatever capacity he was assigned. It led him to this position of authority in the kingdom. Sadly, the other governors and officials assumed it was the king who controlled Daniel's destiny. The truth is that it was God, and God alone who had that power. And even the pagan king, Darius, knew it. Here's Pastor Mark Findlay. The title of our presentation in Daniel chapter 6 is Confidence in the Crisis. We will study chapter 6, but before we do that, let's go to the end of chapter 5. Daniel chapter 5, verse 30 and 31. That very night, Belshazzar, king of the Chaldeans, was slain. And Darius the Mede received the kingdom, being about 62 years old. Now notice Belshazzar. Belshazzar was the young king of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar faded into insignificance. Nebuchadnezzar came on the scene. He ultimately faded into insignificance at his death. And then you have Belshazzar. But after Belshazzar is defeated by Darius and Cyrus, the kingdom of the Medes and the Persians now rules. Now here's something very fascinating that we'll want to notice with that background as we enter Daniel chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. The scripture puts it this way. 
It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. Now, who did Darius defeat? Do you remember? Who was that? That's right. It was Belshazzar. So Darius of the Medes defeats Belshazzar of the Babylonians. As Darius defeats Belshazzar, he restructures the government. He places 120 satraps. What's that word satraps means? Satraps, that's princes. So he sets 120 princes to be over the whole kingdom. Over these princes, there are three governors or presidents, and Daniel is one. That's really strange and unusual that Daniel from the Babylonian Empire who is a Hebrew and one of the leaders in Babylon now, it's rather strange that he would be brought into the governing group, the cabinet of the Medes and the Persians. Really strange. But notice what it says here. Why was Daniel brought in? Daniel 6 verse 2. It says Daniel was one of these governors or presidents over the 120 princes that the princes might give account to them the king would suffer no loss. In other words, each of these presidents was responsible for these princes. Daniel was brought in specifically because of his honesty, because of his integrity. These princes were responsible for collecting the revenue from each of the provinces. And Daniel was to be sure that they didn't have their hand in the till, that they weren't taking money out to ingratiate themselves. Darius saw in Daniel a man of integrity. When the king saw in Daniel that man of honesty and integrity, he thought of making him president over the whole realm. Now, what do you think the other two presidents and the princes may have thought of this? Very obviously. They were jealous. And so they began to develop a plan. We find that in Daniel 6 and verse 4. So the governors and satraps princes sought to find something, some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. They said, we have to find something about this man that we can condemn him before the king. But the more they tried, the more they could find nothing. Daniel was a man of integrity. Daniel was a man of moral purity. Daniel was a man, according to the Bible, that no fault was found in. Daniel had nothing to hide. Then we look down, and when they can find no charge against them, now notice, jealousy leads to envy. Envy leads to lying. Lying leads to scheming to find something wrong with them. When they find Daniel praying, as we shall see, they go back to tell the king so the king can put Daniel to death. There may be something little in your life, but that jealousy can lead to envy. That envy can lead to lying. That lying can lead you to do things you never dreamed you would do. Sin in our lives never gets smaller, it only gets larger. The drug addicts in New York City have an interesting story that they tell. And in this parable, they tell the story of of a man walking through Central Park in New York. And as he's walking through the park, it's a parable, of course, he sees this little monkey playing. 
And as he sees this little monkey playing, he thinks it's so cute, so he bends down to pick up the monkey, puts the monkey on his shoulder, and the monkey's petting him, you know, on the cheek, and the monkey jumps from his shoulder, runs around his feet, and then the monkey apparently gets hungry. So this man goes, and he buys a banana from the banana stand at the edge of the park. He gives it to the monkey. The monkey eats the banana, and the monkey's so hungry, he wants another one. So the guy buys another one. Pretty soon he buys a whole bunch of bananas. He keeps giving them to the monkey, and the monkey grows and grows and grows, and pretty soon the monkey is mid-sized, and pretty soon the, the drug addicts say the monkey's become a big gorilla. And this gorilla now puts his arms around the guy's neck, and he begins squeezing, 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 squeezing. And as he's squeezing with his arms around the neck, the guy falls down. Then the old gorilla tramps on him, crushes him, and kills him. And the drug addict says, that's exactly what drugs are like. You start taking them a little bit, the one banana. And you have to have more and more and more until they ultimately kill you. That's the way sin is. We start playing around with it. It's just a little bit of dishonesty, just a little bit of of cheating, just a little bit of criticism, just a little bit of immorality, a little bit. And sin never stays at a little bit. Pastor Mark Finley on the dangers of letting jealousy take over our hearts, as they did the officials who hated Daniel for his high moral ideals. We'll hear more about this in a moment. Uh, You're listening to Hope Lives 365, Mark Findlay, our teacher. Uh, Speaking of help from above, there's a small book from our associate Chris Holland about uh, finding abiding reassurance in God's love. The title of the book I'm referring to is Hope for a Helpless Planet. Uh, Chris points out the promises of Jesus, who said in John 14, Let not your heart be troubled. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Uh, The question is today, are you ready for that day? Uh, This book tells you how. Ask for a copy of Hope for a Helpless Planet. It's yours in return for a gift of any amount to the ministry. You can call to order it or go online. The phone number is 855-888-HOPE. That's 855-888-4673. Or go online to order it at hopelives365.com. Also online, you can hear Pastor Mark Finley's message today, Confidence in the Crisis. That's at hopelives365.com. And for a nominal fee, you can actually download your own personal audio copy, hopelives365.com. Coming up, Pastor Mark Finley points out the key to combating sin in our hearts, one the prophet Daniel knew to be true. Daniel knew that if he stopped praying, he would have no power, no power to deal with the issues in. So Daniel went home and prayed. Daniel went home and sought God. Stay with us for more Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. A little later, I want to share details with you about a fascinating resource I'm sure you want to have to further your studies of the prophecies of the Bible, in particular those here in Daniel and also in the New Testament book of Revelation. The book is by Mark Findlay, and it's titled Understanding Daniel and Revelation. You'll want to know about that, so be ready to copy down details. Right now, Pastor Mark is warning about the destructive nature of sin in our lives, Uh, exercised by two of the three high governors and all 120 princes who ruled over the Medes when they plotted against the third high governor, Daniel. 
And Pastor Mark illustrates how faithful prayer to God always takes precedence over all. Sin never gets smaller. Sin always gets bigger. And the larger it gets, the more it can destroy you and kill you. If you've been fiddling around with something in your life, that the Holy Spirit impresses you that is not right, why not tonight make a decision? You're going to turn loose of that thing. By the grace of God, you are going to let go of that thing. So, the scripture says, Daniel 6 verse 8, Now, O king, establish the decree, sign the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which does not alter. Now, here's what they knew. They knew that if they could get the king to sign that writing, that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, it could not be changed, even by the king, because it was an indelible law. So the king signed it into law. They knew they had Daniel exactly where they wanted him. They said, therefore, King Darius signs this written decree. And as he signs the decree, Daniel knows that it's signed because he is one of those presidents. Daniel 6, verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. And in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem. What did he do? He knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his custom since the early days. The decree did not influence Daniel. Didn't influence him at all. Why not? Because he knew that where there was no prayer, there was no power. He knew that his strength came from God. Daniel would not allow his obedience to Darius break up his relationship with God. Daniel knew that if he stopped praying, he would have no power, no power to deal with the issues in the Medo-Persian Empire. So Daniel went home and prayed. Daniel went home and sought God. Has your prayer life become weakened today? Is there a barrenness in your soul? Is there a spiritual emptiness in your life? Jesus invites you through his spirit like he did Daniel, to come. To come in the quietness of your home, the quietness of that room, to seek him there. We find that where there is no prayer, there is no power. And we lose our spiritual power when we neglect our prayer life. Daniel 6 verse 11 Then these men assembled. They found Daniel praying, making supplication before God. Can you imagine that? Here's Daniel, this stalwart man of honesty and integrity, this great spiritual giant, this man of huge intellect. He's kneeling by himself. His windows are open toward Jerusalem and he's praying. And here are these conniving, jealous. Here are these thoughtless. Here are these egotistic, proud princes. And they're crawling. Presidents, they're crawling on their hands and knees. They're hiding behind the bushes. They're looking up at Daniel, saying, there he is, there he is, there is. What a contrast. One has his windows open in transparency, and the other hiding behind bushes. They see Daniel praying. What do they do? 
The Bible tells us, Daniel 6, verse 12, they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed a decree that every man who petitions any god or man within 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, the thing is true. According to the law of the Medes and Persians, and the king even adds, which does not alter. And what do they do? They say, we've got him now. We've got Daniel exactly where we want him. Now notice what's going on here. First issue is God's law versus man's law. Who's more important, the king or God? God's law versus man's law. Second thing that you notice is there's a conflict over worship. Who would be worshipped supreme? Would it be Darius or would it be the God of heaven? Third thing we notice here is was a time element where within 30 days. Now when you think about these things, remember Daniel chapter 3. A universal world leader, Nebuchadnezzar, passed a universal world decree that all those that would not bow down to the image and violate the second commandment, so the law, the, the issue is commandments, and the issue is worship, you bowed down to worship, would be thrown into the fiery furnace. And of course, Daniel knew that story well. And he gained faith from God's intervention earlier. But we find the interesting parallel in Daniel 3 and Daniel 6. What is God telling us here? If you read the book of Revelation, you know that in Revelation 13, it talks about a beast power. And that beast power would rise And whoever would not worship the beast would be killed. Again, there would be a conflict over worship. Again, in the book of Revelation, there would be a conflict over the law of God. We find that in the book of Revelation, chapter 14, and there in verse 6. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven. The angel flies. There's an urgent message. Having the everlasting gospel to preach to them that dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. So here's a message that goes to the ends of the earth, leaps across geographical boundaries, goes to every language or cultural group. It says, fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come. Last days of earth's history, the clock has struck the hour, judgment. Worship him who made heaven, earth, the sea, and the fountains of waters. Now notice there's the appeal to worship him who made heaven or sea and the fountains of waters. Who is that? The creator. So here's a call to worship the creator. Now notice Revelation 14, 9. Then a third angel followed him saying, if anyone worships the beast. So notice you have two worships. Worship the creator, worship the beast. In verse 12, the Bible contrasts these two worships. Here is the patience of the saints, that's believers. Here's the endurance of the believers. In other words, for patience is endurance. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So notice, verse 7, worship the creator. Verse 9, do not worship the beast. Verse 12, all of this comes into focus in the commandments of God. We see these central principles in Daniel 3 and in Daniel 6. So in Daniel 6... What we really have is an illustration that's going to be played out in the book of Revelation. So Daniel is facing a death decree. At end times, a death decree. Daniel will not violate the commandments of God. The first commandment says, Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. Daniel won't violate those. Daniel will not worship in the prescribed way. 
So in the last days of Earth's history, God's people won't worship in the prescribed way. They won't worship the beast. They worship the Creator. They will not violate the commandments of God. Pastor Mark Finley today describing the example of Daniel and his devotion and being faithful to honor and worship only the one true God and none other. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. Uh, Pastor Mark is back in a moment, but first, uh, I'm pleased to tell you about a terrific resource that we've selected to thank you for your significant contribution to Hope Lives 365. I'm referring to Mark Finley's book that dovetails with his current series. It's called Understanding Daniel and Revelation, a chapter-by-chapter commentary of these two prophetic books uh, drawn from Pastor Mark's, uh, well, over four decades of studying God's Word. The prophecies of Daniel and of John's Revelation hold answers for people seeking to understand the uncertainty of our times. Although the world may seem out of control, Biblical prophecy reveals a God who is still in control. Right now, in return for your generous contribution of $50 or more, you can request a copy of this large volume by Pastor Mark titled, Understanding Daniel and Revelation. Please get in touch today by going online or by calling our toll-free number. The web address is hopelives365.com. Or you can make your donation and request the book by calling 855-888-HOPE. That's toll-free, 855-888-H-O-P-E. Remember, we always welcome your cards or your letters. Uh, We especially like to know how God is using the study in Daniel to help your spiritual walk. Write to Hope Lives 365, Post Office Box 118, Haymarket, Virginia, 20168. And remember, to listen to today's message again, or to download an audio copy for yourself, go to hopelives365.com and search for the title, Confidence in the Crisis, featuring Mark Findlay. And they brought Daniel and cast him into a den of lions. But the king spake, saying to Daniel, Your God, who you serve continually, he will deliver you. Even the king knew in the power of God. In a moment, Pastor Mark will close out today's program of Hope Lives 365. And we're back with Hope Lives 365 and a final word from Pastor Mark Findlay regarding how the king's hands were tied by his own decree, and yet he believed Daniel's God could deliver him from his death sentence. Here's Mark Findlay. The Bible says that in the last days, a human leader, too, is going to unite church and state. He's going to pass a decree that forbids genuine worship. What happens to Daniel? Daniel 6, verse 12, they went before the king and they spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed a decree that every man who petitions any God or man within 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, the thing is true. According to the law of the Medes and the Persians, that does not alter. See, what's more important, the law of the Medes and Persians, the law of God? And then what do they say? That Daniel, who's one of the captives from Judah, see they're downplaying Daniel, does not show due regard for you, O king, or the decree that you've signed, but makes his petition three times a day. So they try to paint Daniel as one who is in opposition to the king, one who's not obedient to the state laws. Now the king is in a very difficult position. He's learned that Daniel is a man of sterling integrity and of of honest character. 
He does not want to lose him. But he knows he's signed a law that cannot be altered. To try to change that law would have put the king's throne in all of Medo-Persia in jeopardy. So in Daniel 6 verse 14, the Bible says, the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with himself. In other words, he knew he had been fooled. He knew he had been duped. He knew that they had tricked him. He set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. He tries to figure out, is there any way? He calls in his best minds, his most brilliant thinkers. And they say, king, you cannot do this. King, it's not possible. So that night he goes home. Then these men approached the king and said to the king, Know, O king, that it's the law of the Medes and Persians. See, they appeal to the law. So they're saying, King, you can't even change this law. So the king gave the command. And they brought Daniel and cast him into a den of lions. But the king spake, saying to Daniel, Your God, who you serve continually, he will deliver you. Even the king knew in the power of God. Even the king knew that God could work a miracle. Pastor Mark Findlay closing out today's edition of Hope Lives 365. And an important reminder that not only did Daniel have a powerful reputation of integrity, but he also had the mighty hand of God, the God whom he served. We hope you'll join us and uh, have a wonderful Christmas and return for next edition of the broadcast. Until then, we hope you'll be looking once again to Daniel to find confidence in the crisis. We'll do that on the next Hope Lives 365.